Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. It is the week of May 15th, 2023. Congratulations on making it another week of life in this earth, on this earth, in this universe, in this life. Um, congrats. We're here. I've been doing the snap thing a lot lately. Whatever. It's a new thing I'm trying out. <clears throat> I just realized I have hair all over my shirt. I think my hat's crooked. Welcome to another episode. Um, happy Mother's Day to anyone who's listening who's a mom, which is probably no one but my mom, but regardless, uh, happy Mother's Day to the significant women in your life. Being a mom is so important. We all know. I don't need to say it. It's pretty obvious. Um, but none of us would be here listening to this, listening to me ramble on without our moms. Scientifically, that's a proven fact. Um, just got to phone my mom. Great, great conversation. Another hour and 20. Yeah, but um, I, I, I guess I'm not really going to talk much about that. Maybe I'll mention it at the end. I don't really know because I never plan these things out. But the one thing I did want to talk about that I mentioned a little bit last week and one of those things that's kind of a recurring theme, but that I continually uh, learn the lesson over and over and over again um, is not saying no anymore. Just say yes. I know Nancy Reagan famously said, just say no, and you should say no to drugs. But outside of that, uh, I'm trying to adopt this policy in my life of just saying yes. Because for the longest time, I've let that little voice of doubt in my head um, create an unnecessary anxiety about whatever it was, getting invited to something, some sort of last minute decision, some sort of impromptu plan, uh, some sort of career opportunity even that I would shy away from just because I felt like I wasn't in control. And I think that's what it all comes from is a feeling of not having control. And more and more I'm realizing as I go through life that you have to accept not having control over most things. I was going to say many things, but it's really most things. Um, the reason why we tend to say no to things that come up or our first inclination is to maybe deny the opportunity in our life is because we feel like we don't have control over that situation if it just falls into our lap. But how many times have you finally said yes? And it ends up being a great memory, a great night. I always say this with my group of friends, like those nights where it wasn't like a week and a half of planning involved, where it was just like, oh, do you want to do something 10 minutes before we go do it? Those are the nights that just like the universe puts this, I don't know, these beautiful spontaneous occurrences into your evening and like, I just try to say that too fancily, but like, just it ends up being so much fun and you never end up regretting it, almost never. Um, now, it, I'm not saying that you should just like go with the wind, uh, go with the flow in every aspect all the time, setting up your moves strategically and doing things in a certain way absolutely is important. But I guess not to the, not to the point where you deny anything that's not that. Um, a couple examples in my recent life, as I explained about the, that big studio session, my first inclination was to say no. And immediately I regretted it, called back, said yes. Uh, yesterday I had to go to a baby shower and my first thought was like, I don't really want to go. No, Nothing against the person who invited me. I'm very happy for them. Congratulations to him and his uh, girlfriend for, you know, they're going to bring a beautiful baby girl into this world. Like, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that feeling of, I don't know. And I don't know where it comes from. It's ridiculous. I think it really is all just like, I don't know, a control thing. Even if you don't feel like you're trying to control things or that you're not a controlling person, um, I think because we have so little control over most things in our life that we try to take control as much as we can over things we think we might have control over, um, and it's just useless. Like there's no, I don't know, we're just hindering ourselves from actually opening. You have to be open to things coming to you that you weren't ready for. And so that was another example. The baby shower, eh, had a great time, had an excellent time. It was so much fun. It was great to be, it's not obviously, it's not my family, but it was great to be around family. Just the concept of family. All these people coming together to celebrate a very familial thing. 
you know, I have I can't tell you the last time I was at like a barbecue type situation where you make a plate and you sit down and eat with, you know, around the table like that is the best. There's nothing better in the world. And I know that. But still going in, I was hesitant to go just because no real reason. And then another thing came up. Good friend of mine, Zach Frank, is having an art show uh, next month. Incredible artist. He's having a collaborative art show with another incredible artist where they are auctioning off a few pieces they worked on together and both of their mediums are extremely different than each other. That's here nor there for the sake of the story. Good friend of mine, have been working professionally with him for years, but also just a good friend. And he was like, hey, I want you to be a part of it. I want you to um, play sax during the live painting portion of the art show. And my first inclination was no. No reason why, though. There was no actual reason why. Um, But those just the initial offering of something you weren't ready for comes with all those voices of doubt in your head, every reason it could go wrong. When really, how many times in your life has it really gone that wrong for you to say no and deny this opportunity um, and something that could be an amazing experience in your life? It, The math doesn't work. The math is not mathing when it comes to that because so much more, such a larger percentage of the time when you just say yes to things and just open your heart and open your mind to what the universe is bringing to you, it turns out, in your favor. So that's my message, is to just say yes. The absolute opposite of Nancy Reagan's PSA all those years ago, before most of us who are listening to this right now were even alive. Just say yes. Um, I really think if you're watching this, maybe you have some sort of mental health uh, struggle, whether it be anxiety, depression, any of the, the, the typical ones that seemingly we all deal with. I think anyone who has kind of an anxious mind has a hard time just saying yes to things. And maybe I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, but that is my own personal experience. Um, and it's been that way for a long time. And I remember a couple of years ago, that was one of my, it sounds silly, but like one of my New Year's resolutions was to stop saying no to things. Even things as simple as like a friend randomly hits you up and is like, hey, you want to go get a beer? Now, that one's difficult for me because... I'm such a schedule-oriented person, and again, that's mostly a positive thing, but it's like, I don't know, it's just a balance, like, life is so fleeting and precious, and it ends so quickly, you know, those are the little, those are the little things that you'll regret, Um, not going to see that friend on a random weeknight who's just like, hey, you want to get a drink? Again, that's a different kind of thing. Um, like health-wise, I'm you know I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to be healthy, I'm trying to get good sleep, all that stuff. So is it the smartest decision to like go out on a random Wednesday night? No. But also, getting older, that's not what it is. It's not going out. It's hey, do you want to have a beer and talk and just sit with your friend who you love, and somehow you still say no? It doesn't make any sense. So those are things that. For years now, I've been recognizing that I have a hard time just going with it and doing it. Um, And it's something I'm continually trying to work on. But over the past few weeks, uh, especially as I've expressed on here, how happy I feel. A lot of that is coming from just being open. So again, my message to you is to just say yes. Because we say no to so many things over a lack of control or over a lack of not knowing, the fear of the unknown, what's going to happen, what's going to take place. But almost every time you say yes to that opportunity, it works out in your favor. And really, I truly believe when you open your heart and your mind to what the universe is trying to throw at you, uh, it just parlays into more and more and more and more positive things for you in your life. And I think the, I think it's just a natural inclination, especially with someone who um, deals with anxiety on a day-to-day basis. The anxiety and those those negative thoughts and the voices saying no in your head start to creep in the second you think of saying yes, because you don't have control. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. But that's part of the beauty of life, is not knowing and just going with it. Again, that doesn't mean that it has to come at the sacrifice of your schedule or your routine. But you have to allow yourself the space to just say yes and open yourself up to opportunities you wouldn't have otherwise had. 
Not everything can be planned. So often things that just take place in the moment are the best moments. And, um, you know, that's something that I struggle with that I'm trying to get better and better at. But recently I've been opening myself up to these moments, to just saying yes, just going with it. Uh, you have to obviously have a certain filter of maybe this isn't a good thing to say yes to. Maybe this is not something that's good for me. I don't. I certainly don't mean just like, hey, you want to go do drugs for a week and a half? Like, no, I'm not talking about shit like that. But generally speaking, the friend calls and says, hey, let's go do this. Or some sort of business opportunity falls in your lap. You had no idea, but your first inclination is to deny it because it seems so scary, at least for me. Your mind starts racing. All the bad, th- all the things that could go wrong with it. All the ways you could fuck it up somehow. What does it matter? And guess what? You're not going to fuck it up. It's going to be fine. It's literally what happened when, when talking to Zach about the art show. It's like we talked through it. He obviously knows me and like knows my thought process, knows that through our friendship, he is a very spontaneous person. He is a very go with the flow. He's a very, hey, what are you doing in 20 minutes? And typically that's not really my thing. So he knows that about me, but when, as we were talking through the possibility of me performing at this thing or being a part, not really performing, I guess performing, but you know, that would, it's not like people are going to be watching me. It's kind of just to add to the environment and the vibe of the situation at that moment, which will be sick. But, um, he, we were talking about it and that's one of the things we talked about is just like, Hey, when you first said it, my first thoughts were all the ways that it could be bad. I could be bad. I could ruin the night. Um, and it's like, even though I have confidence in myself, it's still, my mind goes there to, but again, it's like, it can be a positive to have those checks and balances of like weighing the positive and the negative. But the point overwhelmingly is still just to say yes, because you can and will figure it out, especially in the sense of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and learning from them and growing from them. Something that you wouldn't normally say yes to if you say yes Now you're more likely to say yes the next time it comes up, especially if it's a positive experience, which it probably will be. So my message to you today on this beautiful, beautiful day is to just say yes. Be more open to the opportunities that God, the universe, whatever is bringing to you. Eventually they run out. Eventually you say no. I don't know, not not to like scare you, not in a bad way, but like I feel like Eventually, you say no enough times that whether it be this person is just going to be like, all right, well, the answer is no. I'm just going to stop asking or it just eventually life changes to a point where now that when those windows of all those different opportunities you said no to are now not even in line with what you're trying to, you know, it just you never know the next chance you're going to get to say yes. So just say yes. Just say yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, again, slippery slope. You have to assess the situation. Like, again, specifically with drugs, okay? Because that's what the Just Say No campaign was about. If, if, you're out, out, at, if you're at a place and someone's like, hey, I have crack, don't just say yes. But I'm just saying, outside of anything that could be potentially harmful or dangerous to you, just saying yes and allowing yourself to be open to whatever might come from it. I think it's really beneficial. I think it's a really positive way to go about life. I think we just we get too far on one end of the spectrum or the other when it really is a spectrum and you should be open to all the colors on that spectrum. There are two types of people who suffer from anxiety and that's one person that needs everything scheduled, regimented, And if it goes outside of this and they don't have any control over it, their mind starts to go haywire. They can't, they can't handle it. And then on the flip side, there's the other person who plans nothing, has nothing set up for themselves, uh, almost because the control is too much pressure to have any control, to admit that you have any control is almost putting too much pressure on yourself and knowing that you have, that you are now responsible for the outcome of your plan or lack of plan. I don't think falling hard on either side is a good way to deal with your anxiety at all. I think it has to be somewhere in the middle. It has to be willing to 
be open to the opportunities that present themselves to you that maybe you weren't ready for, you didn't think you were ready for, you didn't expect coming, but also not only relying on those opportunities and planning things for yourself and being regimented in a certain way and attacking things from a, a, a strategic perspective, but all or nothing, one way or the other, no bueno, that's not good. Completely lacking any accountability and any semblance of control only sets you up for failure again and again and again. But feeling like you need to control every moment when that's impossible and, and obviously we don't have control over many moments also sets you up for failure. So it, it's this tricky game of being like, this is my schedule Monday through Friday. These are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. All the healthy good shit, right? And then also being open to, well, Wednesday, I couldn't do that because something came up and I did something else instead. And it ended up really enriching my life and my human experience. But being like, I don't know, nothing's going on the next couple of days because I don't have anything planned. And then nothing comes up and then nothing comes up and then nothing comes up. It's like you have to still set yourself up for these opportunities to be presented to you, but you still don't have control over when these opportunities are presented to you. So it's somewhere in that middle ground. Everything's about balance. Everything is on a continuum. Everything is on a spectrum. Nothing is black and white, literally nothing, except the color black and the color white, which I'm pretty sure technically one of them is a color and one of them's not. Black is no color. White is every color. Something like that. I don't know, colors, stuffs. But I really think it's important. I think, again, I have spoken many times on this podcast about being a very all-or-nothing person. And sometimes that works in my favor and sometimes it does not. But more and more, this is the beauty of this podcast, by the way, because I know that it's not, listen, most people consume it strictly on social media, totally understandable. We're all busy listening to an hour-long podcast from me when you have the ability to listen to millions of other different things, media, you know, whatever it might be, sports, TV, movies, other podcasts. I understand and accept the place that this podcast is in right now. But the one thing that this podcast has done for me above all else, other than just giving me social media content, is I really feel like having the opportunity once a week to sit down and just spew my thoughts for an hour and really reflect on everything that's happened in the last seven days in seven day chunks, seven day chunks, seven day chunks has allowed me to like unlock something different in myself and has only improved and evolved the way I look at my life and life around me. And I'm really grateful for that. And as much as like no, you know, not many people are paying attention right now, the small amount of people who are paying attention, I'm extremely appreciative because that's just enough motivation to continue to do it other than what I'm getting from it on like a, a personal level. But that is the beauty of, of this to me is like above all else, I'm really getting something from it. And not to be selfish, I want to be able to offer something to other people as well. And I think I have something to offer to other people. But really... If you anyone were to do this and reflect on their own thoughts and the way they go about things and critiquing themselves when necessary but not being too hard on themselves, you know, all that good stuff, anyone could get something from listening to someone else do that over time. And But that's kind of besides the point. I'm just very grateful that I have this at avenue and platform to do this because obviously it feels nice when people are like, oh, I really liked what you said and... um this helped me with this or that but also for me selfishly I look at the arc of like the content of what I've been talking about and stuff and there again there are certain things that I harp on constantly because it's a recurring theme of my own life and I feel like in human experience in general but overwhelmingly I've my outlook have, has just gotten more optimistic and positive as I've gone back week by week by week by week and thought about everything I'm going with and everything I'm going through and everything I'm dealing with and like I don't know compartmentalizing each and every thought into the spot it belongs and even if during the week that gets out of whack a little bit no matter what I know I have this day I always film on Sundays no matter what I know I have Sunday to break it back all down into smaller pieces and put it where it belongs 
um, and kind of recalibrate. That means every week I get have a chance to recalibrate. So that would be another bit of advice I would give or another suggestion I can make is set some time aside for yourself to recalibrate. Set some time aside to take inventory of all the shit you have going on in your life because it can be really overwhelming when it's all happening at once, when it's actually happening in the moment. If you can just sit quietly, not even quietly, if you could just sit with your thoughts and even speak them out loud like I'm doing right now, um, it really, really can improve the way you attack things, the way you move, the way you interpret certain signals from the universe that are coming into you. Not to sound too whimsical, but it's it's true. Um, and just like, again, recalibrate how you want to move the next week and how you want to move the next week and how you want to move the next day, moment by moment. It's like looking too far into the future, not good. Not looking far enough into the future, also not good. So if we can break things down into chunks, day by day you have a schedule. Week by week you have things you want to achieve. Month by month you have to pay rent, right? Year by year you get older and you want to accomplish certain things or, or at least be moving in certain directions. I feel like it's important to look at all these different chunks of time for what they are. A day, make the most out of your day, right? A week, what did I accomplish this week? What happened? You know, because you have a little bit more time to expand into um, just where your time went and if it was used wisely or not. Uh, a month, again, you know what I mean? I don't have to keep breaking it down piece by piece. You get what I'm saying, hopefully. Um, but I'm just grateful that I've had this opportunity to do that on this podcast. Um because I don't, I don't know. It's like, there are times where I don't feel like sitting down and doing it. And also, this is the 40th episode. I'm kind of proud of that too, because it's like, I could have stopped a while ago and no one would have cared. It's purely on me, you know? Um, so I'm a little proud of that. That's kind of besides the point. But um, there are times where I don't really feel like getting in here for an hour. And then again, you know, not that anyone cares, stop making excuses, all that stuff, but it takes a while to edit and do all these things. And especially when it's like the law of diminishing returns or whatever, the more time you put in, the less you're getting out of it. Is that a possibility with this or um, with anything that you're doing in your life? Um, no matter what, I know that I get this out of it. So it's like, that's what's other than the fact that there, I do have certain people who, uh, regularly listen and watch and talk to me about it message me about it stuff like that other than that that is the thing that keeps me going and continuing to just trust the process and like move forward and continue to do it even at the times that I don't feel like doing it because I know at the end I feel better and in general I know that it's helping me immensely in my life to just sit down and talk through my thoughts and again it's no replacement for actual therapy but it also is um it acts in that same way for me because sometimes I feel with therapy, the biggest thing with therapy, obviously other than the fact that this person is a trained professional and they have ways of maybe that you could do things differently and that will help you. Absolutely beautiful and necessary for all humans in my opinion. Um, I say that and I'm not going to therapy right now, but it's my financial thing and there are ways to do it. We don't have to get into that, okay? Mind your business. Um, but... Another thing that therapy is really meant for is that sometimes people have trouble doing what I'm doing right now, and that's being an open book, expressing yourself honestly, being honest with yourself, um, working through your problems, talking through your problems. Uh, you know, a lot of us have suppressed certain things we've dealt with or done or um, are dealing with, and therapy can kind of provoke you to open up and let those things out and realize, oh, this is the reason I was doing this, or this is the reason I was feeling shitty. Um, so for me, I don't really have that issue because I remember when I went to therapy when I was younger, that was something that my therapist said to me, is that like, oh, you just came right out with it. And that's, so that's never been an issue to me. I've never been like ashamed of my thoughts or feelings, and I'm very, speaking of Mother's Day, very grateful for my parents um, for kind of instilling that in me because like, that's where I got that from. Uh, also, sorry if this coffee has been in the shot the whole time. I just realized, and I'm going to take a sip of it now. Um, yeah, that's another reason for going to therapy is some people have trouble doing that. I've never really had trouble doing that. So while this isn't a replacement for therapy, 
I'm getting out of it kind of a similar thing that I would get out of going to therapy with another human being. Again, there's no real replacement for that. But I'm just saying it is an overwhelmingly positive experience to just sit by myself. I don't have a producer or anything like that. And week by week, go through everything that's going on in my head, get it out. Sometimes it makes no sense. Sometimes it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes I find the right words that make it, you know, palatable in the words of Zach. Hey, Zach, what's up, man? Uh, For other people to consume and adapt into their own life if it's a healthy, positive thing for them. Um, And just, I'm just grateful that I have this and... I, I can't recommend enough that you find this version of this or some version of this for yourself, whether it be therapy, very important, very good, um, or even just like with your significant other or your best friend or your your brother or whatever it might be. Just calling them once a week, having a long conversation, just letting it all out, venting if need be. Um but I really think there's benefit for all humans to let go of it. Um, not let go of it like never, not let go of it like it's only negative and you got to get it out, but let go of it as in like release it somehow. Uh, there's a million different ways to do that. But for me, actually speaking and actually talking and, and, and out loud saying these things and feeling these things, um, it's been incredibly beneficial to me and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Um, yeah, I suggest you do the same. It's like journaling. I, I'm sure it, like, it's funny looking back on it now, my grandma, my nanny, um, journaled every day of her life for like 25 years. Kind of crazy. That's a lot. That's commitment. And now it's like a popular thing in this in the space the mental health space like in the therapeutic sense of it um like i don't know like i feel like people from a certain generation or people not so long ago didn't think about things the way we do so i don't think that my grandma was journaling every day thinking like oh this is therapeutic you know i don't know that's just like old like that old world mentality that wasn't really in their vernacular or like their understanding of life um but now looking back on it, it's like it was like a beautiful thing that she had got to do that. Um, and now I'm realizing that this is kind of another version of that. So maybe if you don't feel comfortable saying it out loud <laughs> or, you you know, you live with someone and you feel weird just going to the other room and talking to yourself or something like that, maybe even journaling is another way of just getting it all out um, into the world and then being able to kind of sift through it as you go. Because I don't really watch these episodes back very often unless I'm like trying to critique myself on how I can improve the actual podcast itself. But like, it's not like I'm saying things so wise and profound that I'm like, ooh, I'm going to re-listen to myself. Like that seems a little weird. But in I'm talking just in the moment, letting it go and getting it out. And it's just very therapeutic. Um, and I really highly recommend it. I'm sorry. I don't know why I, I went off on that for so long, but it just came to my head of how good this has been making me feel. Or maybe I said again how good I have been feeling, and I think that maybe this has something to do with it because it's just my opportunity once a week to let it all out and hope I say something cool enough to put on social media because I'm still trying to play that game, as annoying and dumb as it is. So just say yes. Just say yes. It's been helping me. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, it's been helping me a lot. And also, I'm grateful that I have people like the other thing is, and I, I know I said it before, specifically talking about this, this the session that I went to. Um, part of my worries was like, well, I have this routine with my significant other, this other person in my life. I don't want to mess it up for them either. And she's been nothing but supportive of the whole just saying yes thing. And so it's like, that's another aspect of just saying yes, at least for me. It's just you're building up more excuses to say no. Like, oh, well, I don't know if this other person would be too happy about that. Now, obviously, if it's something bad and it actually is going against someone else's wishes that you have a relationship with, you shouldn't do it. But generally speaking, um, there are many occurrences where it has nothing to do with the other person. It has nothing to do with anyone but yourself. And it's just another way of adding more layers of excuse on top of being spontaneous and just letting things come and experiencing them um, 
as life offers them to you. But I'm grateful that she's been nothing but supportive of like, go ahead and do that shit. Go get that shit. And I feel like I am going and getting that shit. Pretty great. Pretty great. I wonder if you did anything for Mother's Day this weekend. Um, it sucks. It sucks not being in your family. It does. That's one thing that as I've gotten older, as I'm getting older, as I've gotten older, it's not that, I don't know. I've always had a really close relationship with my family. Um, so it's not like it wasn't hard moving out here or moving away from them or anything like that. But it's it's in a weird way, it's almost gotten harder. Like in the beginning, everything's so exciting and, you know, it's so new. You don't feel necessarily like guilty or like not even guilty. You don't feel like you're missing out on as much because you're in the throes of this new life journey and experience. But as I've gotten older and my goals have shifted or my outlook on life has just evolved, it's almost gotten harder being away from them because I just long for a family environment more and more and more. And of course especially when you're dating someone, you're kind of building your own version of that. But yesterday at the being at a baby shower, it's like seeing all these people who are extended family or immediate family who all still live in the same area and like can regularly do things like this. And then today being Mother's Day or yes, yesterday, if you're listening to this, uh, being Mother's Day and talking to my mom and my sister, who's also a mom, um, on the phone for quite a while. It does make you just like, I wish I lived closer to them or that they live closer. You know, I wish I could have been at brunch today. First of all, nothing better than brunch, my favorite meal. And also, I'm just like jealous almost or, you know, a little bit of FOMO in like a not ridiculous way. Like having FOMO of like, I wish I went to that cool concert backstage with like, that's ridiculous, man. It's okay. You're not missing much. There's other opportunities, but FOMO in the sense of family, like that's more real because it's like time does go by and we all are getting older. And we were just talking about like when I'm going to have kids, which is not anytime soon. But my mom was like, yeah, but you can't wait too long because then I'll be old, old. And I was like, holy fuck, you're right. (laughs) You know, I still think of my mom as like the team that me and her like she said it to me on the phone and she was like you were my teammate like it was just me and her for a long time I have three siblings they're all older than me um so by the time my mom and I lived together especially well the years previous the 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 five or so years previous to my dad passing but also the years following it of course only made it more so that it was just me and her. It was literally just me and her. No family up in Rochester other than me and her. All of our family still live downstate. So it's like I, when I think of my mom, I think of her at that age still. Because when I left home, she was still kind of that age. And now I've been out here for seven-ish years. I don't ever remember the exact number, and it doesn't really matter. A while, six, five, six, seven years, any multiple of that, you know, one of those numbers. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, is that a lot of years? No, but when my mom has gone from her 50s to almost 60, it feels quite a bit different. And then you talk about with her like, well, I'm not ready for kids in the next couple of years. It'll probably be several years. And then you're talking, oh, she's in her late 60s by then. And it's like, fuck, you know, I've cherished the fact that my niece has such a close relationship with my mom, her grandmother, and that my mom is still so young and like able. And I don't want to get too dark, especially if my mom listens to this or something like I'm not saying like she's about to be old and decrepit. She's in good health, knock on everything. And like, I'm not worried about that per se. But you start thinking about time and the time that you're missing and realize like you're not going to get it back. And it just, to me, adds a little bit of FOMO onto specifically like family oriented things. Another example is, um, you know, just as life moves on dynamics of family change and stuff like that. Um, 
I always, we never went on vacation ever growing up. We didn't have the money for it. Too many kids, all that, all that shit. But now that my mom is in a much more stable place financially and just a more stable place in life with her own struggles and things, um, a couple years ago, actually, I think literally like the year COVID happened was the, or maybe the year before, two years before, I don't know. We went on family vacation, me and my mom, and that's not my whole family, but me, my mom, my sister, and my niece. And then the next year we went again. And then the next, you know, so we kind of started building this thing. Like, okay, once a year we're going to go on family vacation. And this year I can't go just because of life and finances and all that shit. But as in lieu of that, my other niece and nephew, who are not my sister's kids, but my brother's kids, are going to go down to Savannah and stay with my mom and my sister and my niece for like a week. And potentially my brother also would be going down with them. And my other sister also lives in Savannah now. And so potentially the four siblings of my family could be in the same room for the first time in probably a decade. And that's crazy to me. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to swing it to be able to go. But the thought of that really blew my mind. Like, holy shit. Now, just like any family, there are varying degrees of closeness. There are certain interfamily dynamics that over the years have ebbed and flowed and it is what it is that's just what that's just part of being a human so like me and my sister caitlin are extremely close have a very close relationship me and my brother always have been close but have grown apart slightly in the past few years not on purpose or not because anything bad happened just we aren't in contact as much as we were when we were younger because of course we aren't you know he has two kids and a life and his own shit that he's dealing with and same here um, and then my other sister, Megan, and I have never been as close, but we're still always loving and care, you know, so it's like, given that or that put aside, for the four of us to be together, as chaotic and ridiculous as it might have, might be, we haven't done that since we were like kids or since my dad's funeral, probably. And you, then I started thinking like, damn, if not now, if not this summer, then when is going to be the next time? someone else's funeral something else awful that we are obligated to all be together for that sounds pretty shitty how nice would it be to go in beautiful summer months in july to savannah georgia have a family barbecue like we literally have never had a little bit of fomo a little bit of like still not to the point where i'm like sad or depressed about it because i've been able recently to like again compartmentalize feelings and not in the negative sense, in the positive, in the in the good way, in the correct way that you should put things where they belong, um, and only invest a, a, as much time and emotion as a thought deserves. Um, but that deserves a lot, and I, I feel, or like I should, I should do what I can to go, um, because even if in the moment, because again, family dynamics, even if in the moment it's stressful or chaotic or a lot, or there's arguments or there's this and that. Um, so long as it is not, you know, violent or dangerous, at the end of the day, it will still be worth it to be in that environment with each other because who knows how many more chances you're going to get. And that's, I guess, falls right back in line to the just say yes thing. Like sometimes you have to even being ultimately prepared for an opportunity or a situation or a trip or this or that is certainly better. The fact of the matter is you can always be prepared. So, you know, am I f swimming in ducats right now? No. But is it worth maybe being stretched a little thin for a month or two so I can go visit and be with my whole family for the first time in years? Yes, it is. So it really falls right back into line with the just say yes thing. Like maybe I should just say yes to myself and follow my gut and just go. Um and that's to be determined, but it's interesting how that connected because I didn't have that thought going into this. Again, one of the beauties of just sitting and talking your thoughts out. The only thing I had the aim of saying, sitting down today, speaking with you great people, is the just say yes thing because it's, it's been a recurring theme in my life over the past few weeks. And then as an aside, just because I was talking to my mom and my sister today about this topic specifically, I just realized that it falls right in line with the thing that I was about to tell other people to adopt into their life and that maybe I'm not adopting so strictly 
uh, in this certain situation. So it's very interesting. And it's just another example of how sitting down and actually just talking out your thoughts, at least talk, at least writing them down, at least thinking, but ultimately speaking them out loud really can fucking help because I didn't even think about it that way until I sat down here and started speaking. And I think uh, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I really want to go. So I hope I get to go. Um, yeah. And I'm just so, you know, Mother's Day, all that. Don't have to dwell on it. My mom is the best person I know. And just so loving and so sweet and so strong and so... She's overcome things that I can't even speak about. And... I just so grateful that I had that person in my life um, to show me what not to do and what to do, all wrapped in one human being. She's made her fair share of mistakes, but she has overcome damn near every single one of them. And not just overcome it, but flourished from it. And so I'm just grateful to have that example so close to heart. Obviously, we all hear, like, she's at the level of the people you hear about on the news or like in like she she could with the exception of like becoming famous or like being like filthy rich her life is a movie it really is it's one of those feel good amazing like pursuit of happiness type movies um maybe one day when when maybe one day I always say she should write a book. She's not a great reader, though. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how that would go. But maybe that's something, honestly, I'm, I'm not even just, like, blowing smoke. Obviously, it's my mom a little biased. But, like, she's been through the craziest fucking life. Like, she could write a book just strictly about all the things she's seen in the medical world and the nursing world. Obviously, not violating any HIPAA laws, leaving names out of it. But, you know, she has an unlimited amount of stories, as most nurses do. Also, is National Nurses Week, Nurses Appreciation Week, which is hilarious because you know what my mom got? A Panera Bread gift card from her hospital. You know what else she found out? Panera Bread gives that to any nurse during Nurses Week, so the hospital didn't even pay for the Panera Bread gift card. Crazy. But anyways, just as any nurse could tell you a million crazy stories, she could. But on top of that, her life arc has been unbelievable. Um, from the, to the absolute depths of hell to the, like, you know, owns a beautiful home and like everything is self-made and I'm just, sorry, I, I, no, I don't, I don't need to dwell on it too much, but she's just the best. I'm so thankful for her. So grateful for her. She's done everything she possibly could for me in my life. And there were times where I didn't feel that way. And I'm so blessed and grateful that I am able to feel that way now. And Part of it is me opening myself up to that, but another part of it is just her time and time again persevering through all odds, through the worst of circumstances and pulling herself up, dusting herself off and just being a fucking badass bitch. <laughs> I just call my mom a bitch. No, um, bad, that was funny. Sorry. My mom is a badass bitch. It's true. It is true. I wonder who would play her in a movie. This is really for no one because you might not even know what my mom looks like. That's for me to figure out. Again, when the casting comes up in a few years after I write it and we're in a position to make it a movie. So thank you, Mom. I would not be standing without you. Um, I had the best dad I could have ever asked for. Uh, but once that was erased from my life and... Once my mom overcame her struggles with addiction, she replaced him the best way she could. Obviously, no replacement. Um, but, you know, the, the the classic adage of single moms, like playing dad, she did that better than, you know, better than anyone could ask for. So I'm so grateful. Thank you, mom. Love you. You're the best. Um, I don't know, just things over time, you just you just really start to view things in a different way and pr your priorities change. And to me, it seems being 29, almost 30, well, not necessarily almost, still got like a year, thank God. Um, but entering that next phase of my life as a, you know, you get more mature and your thoughts and your goals and your feelings and your emotions and everything starts to change and shift 
and progress as you get older. You're just maturing, you know, and you're constantly learning about yourself and about the world around you as you should be. And I think that's a beautiful part of the human experience that never ends. I don't think anyone ever feels like a finished product. And if they do, that's something wrong with them. Um, but as I get older, as I, as I grow up, I'm a fucking grown ass man. <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, as I grow, continue to grow up, it is something that more and more I value. And I've, again, always been close to my family, but like more and more and more, that is like my goal is to like, I don't know, obviously start a family of my own, but just be in a position where maybe I could move back closer. I don't feel like I'm there yet, but just being around for those moments um, that you feel like you're missing out on. And again, it's not good to dwell on that stuff. It's like, it it's part of life. We break off, we start our own things. But, you know, if I had it my way, which again, unrealistic, you never get it exactly how you want. But if, just for f the fun of saying it out loud, I would uh, be able to be there for all those moments. All Mother's Days, all birthdays, all swim meets for my little niece. But hopefully, hopefully I can, uh, hopefully the way things are going right now, I can, I don't know. It doesn't really fucking matter. Eventually, hopefully that's where I'll be. Um, just not necessarily, you know, next door neighbors, but just in a position where even, even if I don't move from here, just in a position where like I can fly home and not worry about the cost and spend a month at a time just chilling. But, you know, the grind never stops. So right now that's not an option. And I'm still grateful for, for what I have now. You know, I'm not, I'm certainly, you know, not saying it's like I wish things were this way and they're not and that's sad. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm still really grateful for everything I have right now. Um, but I still miss them. And that's okay. Just say yes. Frank, just say yes. Again, another just say yes thing that I want to mention is um, a good friend of mine owns a she's the owner creator i think my hat's been crooked this whole time i think i already said that too it doesn't really matter she's the owner and creator of an awesome clothing line called season of and it's like season of like i don't know it's like it's mental health based clothing but not cheesy at all like it's dope clothing it's swaggy cool modern shit that we would all wear um but every like shirt has like a message behind it uh, every collection has a message behind it. So I've been in conversation with her about somehow parlaying, uh, you know, what I do with what she does, whether it just be rocking this shit on here and like, uh, I don't know, like not, a, I don't want to say like a partnership or like a deal thing or sponsorship. Like that's all right. Come on. Let's probably, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but just to support her and to like, like combine, like, okay, if, it seems pretty obvious. You have a friend that's doing something in the same space as you. Obviously, if you can work together, you should. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get her on here too, which would be great to get her perspective on things. Um, but in general, going to start rocking that shit as soon as I possibly can because it's dope. And also just want to represent for my friend. So check out Season Of um, on all social media. Season Of Merch, I believe, is their social media handle. But um, hopefully maybe a collaboration too because I don't have any merch for myself as an artist and I need it. Um, so hopefully something like that in the future. But again, it was one of those things. This is why I didn't need to give that whole explanation. That's a conversation that me and her had together. But um, it was just another one of those just say yes things because my first inclination was still to be like eh and hesitate and like push off something that could be a cool opportunity that also doesn't really require much for me. It's all part of that anxiety control game that our brain tricks us into thinking is relevant and real. Give up the control. Take the control where you can. Control everything that you can. But stop trying to control everything. It'll alleviate a lot of your pain and your suffering and your anxiety and your depression. You know, be proactive, accept responsibility for the things that you absolutely have control over. Um, 
There are consequences for everything, both good and bad. And if you can control a situation, then you should. But you can't control people, and you can't control everything else that the world is going to throw at you at a given day, at a given second, at a given moment. All you can do at that point is control how you react to it. So giving up the control opens yourself up to just saying yes in those moments. But you have to control yourself saying yes. You get what I'm saying? This is where it gets tricky and a little wordy and a little outlandish. But what I mean is, let me break it down one more time. Open yourself up to things you can't control. Um, because you can't control everything. And trying to control the things you can't control is going to drive you crazy. Then when that opportunity presents itself, you have to take control over your own mind and stop it from saying, no, these are all the ways to go wrong. No, you have to take control and say, yes. And then when the opportunity actually happens, you have to control what you can, do your best at it, but also give up all control of it being exactly how you want it to be. It's the spectrum. It's the continuum of control. That serenity prayer that my mom taught me so many years ago when I went to her first AA meeting with her. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Serenity, courage, wisdom. Very important. Acceptance of the things you can't change immediately eliminates so much of your anxiety. Mustering up the courage to change the things that you can change takes a little more time, and it might seem a little more daunting, but as you do it over and over again, as you put yourself in uncomfortable situations that you can control, um, as you take power over your life again, um, power over your psyche, power over your thoughts, and realize that you are in charge of a lot of it, um, and you take charge of that, it really alleviates even more of your anxiety but being wise enough to tell the difference of the things you do and don't have control over is the tricky part again like you a specific thing where this comes up a lot is like a relationship you can't control the person you're with or your friend or your mom or your aunt or your uncle or your cousin you can't control them but you do have control of the way you go about things, the way you communicate. Um, but accepting that in like a, a relationship dynamic can be difficult. That's why people are controlling. That's why people try to be controlling. That's why it is clearly a negative stigma on a relationship of like, oh, yeah, that person tries to control her and manipulate. That's all bad. That's all bad. But accepting the things you can't control, I can't control a person, but I know that I can control my reactions to what this person is saying or doing. Um, that's like, it's key. It's key to like being a better person as, as far as like a more likable person, just a cooler dude, not trying to control people, but then being under control of your thoughts and emotions about said person or about whatever situation. Like that's important for just quality of human but also important for your quality of life and the way you continue to move forward and like adjust and do things. The more you balance and toe that line of like, these are the things I can control. These are the things I can control. Things just really start opening up. And then you parlay that with all the other, just say yes, just be open to these opportunities, be open to that stuff that you might not have the most control over, but then take advantage of all the little pieces of it that you can control being a little redundant and I apologize but it's fucking important it's very important especially when dealing with like a, so the serenity prayer that I said that comes from AA that comes from dealing with addiction but that addictive mindset goes with a lot of things in life it's not just substance abuse or any of the other horrible addictions that afflict us especially our generation um it also just go. It, it, I don't know, it, it, it aligns with damn near every aspect of your life. And just the only way to part, to, I keep saying parlay, I'm sorry. The only way to kind of 
slow yourself down and balance yourself is by understanding the difference between the things that are in and out of your control. Especially for an anxious person, like one of the things that I feel like I can do a better job of controlling is my thoughts and my brain. Sometimes it's like, especially as a creative person, almost feeling like you're not in control of your thought process. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes that just like whatever comes to my head type of thing is cool. It can aid in the creative process. And sometimes it's all way too loud to make any sense of any of it. And those are those times where I've, as I've said in the past, where I almost feel crazy or I feel like I'm going nuts because I feel like I'm not slowing it all down and actually controlling and thinking with intent. Um, so it's a, again, it's something that I'm still always, 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 always working on. But I'm grateful for that. Uh, as I said, when I was waxing poetic about my beautiful mom, um, it's just, it's like one of those things, like if she never suffered from addiction as badly as she did and it wasn't the struggle and battle that it was would i have really ever gotten that lesson the way i did no now obviously there are other ways to figure out that you can and can't control things but that always stuck with me day one of going to aa with her like damn that's first of all beautifully put the serenity prayer is very nicely worded i always appreciate that but it just is such an obvious principle to live your life by. And I don't know that that lesson would have been driven home nearly as much if she didn't have the struggles that she went through that were very hard on me, which is what I'm trying to really get at. Like going through that awful experience with her and the way it negatively impacted me, I still now look back on it and think, well, wow, there's the big lesson from it um, or one of the big lessons from it. Just say yes. Control what you can control. Give up the control of the shit you can't. It's kind of obvious, but... Um, cliches and obvious things, like... Sometimes we ignore them because they're so obvious and cliche. We chalk it up to like, oh yeah, duh. And then we don't actually enact them and bring them into our life and practice them. And I think that's one of them. Control the things you can, give up, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. These are all just ways of saying, like, like when someone says don't sweat the small stuff. What that means is when someone cuts you off in traffic or something that's not a big issue in the grand scheme of things, the reason why you're so annoyed about it is because you didn't have any control in that situation. You can't make that person not cut you off in traffic. You don't have control. All you can control is slowing down, pressing on the brakes gently, not running into them, and also not getting so angry about it. So all those cliches, like a lot of things in life, a lot of things in psychology, a lot of things in therapy, all come back to control. So just say yes to those things that you might be hesitant to say yes to. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations because it'll one, it'll teach you that you can overcome anything. Two, it'll also shed light on the things you can and can't control and show you where you might have fucked up by taking not taking enough control over these things and also trying to control these other things too much. Now I'm getting really redundant, but it's because I keep noticing that it, I'm almost at an hour and I don't have much left to say. Um, thank you again for listening. Really appreciate it. As I said earlier, I, regardless of the reach of this currently, right, I really feel like I get so much out of it every week. And the people who support this podcast and my journey as an artist, um, it doesn't go unnoticed. It really, really, again, all motivation should come from within and you shouldn't need external validation, but it feels damn good when you get it sometimes. And if you can parlay it into just true, actual confidence in yourself and just take it um, like as it comes and not, not, not put too much credence on it. Like don't listen to negative shit, right? About yourself. But when positive stuff comes in, it's like, oh yeah, I am pretty great. And that's okay. That's okay to like believe that. It's okay to believe in yourself. And sometimes it feels good to get that from the outside world and adapt it into your own life. Because when you're in the middle of it and you are you, it's hard to actually view yourself how other people would view yourself, which sometimes is actually a more true view of you. Um, so what I'm saying is thank you very much for continuing to support it. And um, 
I'm going to continue to do it. Hopefully you get something from it. And no matter what, I know I'm getting something from it. So I feel it's the same way I view my music too. It's like, well, if I think this is good and I enjoy it and I enjoyed making it and I enjoy listening to it, then at least someone out there is going to enjoy it too. So I feel that about the podcast too. It's like, if I'm getting something from this, then at least someone's going to get something from it. Even if you disagree um, with my thought process on some things, it's like the discord of, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff like that is, is what grows us all. So certainly not pretending to have it all figured out, but these are things as I see them. And I know that I need to continue to just say yes and be open to what the world is presenting me and what the universe and the energy life force of all the shit that is surrounding us, what it's bringing me and putting on my lap. I need to be more and more and more receptive to it because as I have gotten more and more receptive to it, uh, my life has improved drastically, both in a professional sense and also just a personal sense. So I'm excited that that's happening to me right now. And um, I suggest you do the same. Stop. Stop saying no. We're only saying no because of these made-up negative thoughts in your head and the feeling of the lack of control. But then again, you do have control over your fate and your destiny. You do have control to make decisions. You do have control to control your emotions um and utilize your emotions for positivity rather than negativity letting them go too much is not healthy not letting them go enough is also not healthy continue to kind of surf on the spectrum of life and find in what ways it makes sense um and and remember that not anything is black and white everything is some sort of gray and uh that's actually really beautiful so thank you again so much for listening. Congratulations on making another week. Um, I'll see you next week. More cool stuff coming up. Uh, I got to remember I got this. You got to remember you got this. And if not, we got this. We got this together. We're on each other's team. It's pretty fun, pretty cool. Thank you so much. See you next week.